The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. The Punahou graduate won an Emmy for writing for HBO's Succession. The show won a total of four Emmys, two of which were for Outstanding Drama Series and Best Drama Series Writing. Congratulations, Susan, and thanks for being here with us. Well, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thank yeah, you. so basically, what's your reaction, I mean, uh, after you found out that you won an Emmy? Yeah, I mean, it was really, it was, it was really surreal. I had been, you know, this is the... This is season three, so I was able to be at um, the first Emmys with my with my brother again, and then last year it was just remote. So I was I was actually like in Hawaii, but I was quarantining, so I was completely by myself. My family watched. So my mom dropped off a box of like food for me, and um, and they had the award ceremony. Like they were all in England, so I couldn't I couldn't be with them for that ceremony. So when they won that year, it was just very strange. I'm just sitting watching TV, like completely by myself, um, just kind of like celebrating. So this was quite the opposite. I think I was just, um, you know, I mean, I, there were so many amazing shows out there. So it was, I didn't know if you would um, be lucky enough to win again against the competition, and also because you know we were lucky enough to win last year, and so. Um, it was the first time that I got to receive like the physical award um, and also just to be in that space and like you're looking and you're like, you know, I kept thinking that Zoolander thing. You're like, oh, there's this celebrity. There's this person like don't fall off the stage. Like there's John Turturro. Like there's this person. And it was really, um, really thrilling, uh, but also just yeah, overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you looked amazing. I mean, you got glammed yeah. up, right? I, I mean, did you I have did. to like go to a professional stylist and get you all what were you wearing oh I was wearing this uh, this lovely designer named Nardos uh who designed who did the, the my dress for me I actually didn't know I just walked into um I saw her dresses in a store on um Madison Avenue and I was like these dresses are beautiful and so I wore one of her pieces and then I'm actually wearing this ring this is from Bliss Lau who's uh, one of my best friends and a Hawaii designer and so she loaned me um a chain. I'm wearing actually one of her necklaces, um, and I wore earrings from her. So, um, so I got to wear her designs, which was amazing, and I was really happy to have those pieces from her. And um, yeah, so it was it was fun. I think because I'm a writer and I'm naturally a little bit shy, getting all glammed up is it's a, it's kind of fun and it's performance and it's a it's a way to help 
it's not exactly armor, but it, you know, it helps a little bit to get dressed up for a special occasion. How long did it take to get dressed up? I'm embarrassed to admit. I mean, like four hours. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so long. I mean, you know, you, like, you look I feel like, like a princess. You look like a princess. And and what your brother is there? Is it because he's also in the industry? No, he's just, uh, my brother David is just like a really fun person. He's very outgoing and he always boosts me up like he was always growing up we were always close um and he's he's the extrovert and I'm the introvert and so he's just really like fun to go with and always makes me happy so we just had a lot of fun going together and he will um because I'm always like the professional like talk to people in a certain way and then his photographs afterwards will be crazy he'll just meet everybody like he like did a little dance with Lizzo and just all these things where I'm like what was your evening and he'll just will meet I mean I get a picture with Ben Stiller and he just meets all these people and they all love him where I'm just like, oh, it's the industry. I must be like, you know, um, much more careful. And he just gets along with them all. So it's, so it's he's really your fun. little brother. He's, yeah, he's my little brother, um, lives in lives in Honolulu. And um, yeah, it was just really fun to just share. Um, it's a strange it's a strange kind of surreal world. And it's really fun to share that with with family. Oh, that's so awesome that you guys got to do that together. So, okay. Wow. Succession, the most nominations. Is it like 25? Is that correct? Yeah, I think it was a, I think it was a record for nominations, which was, which was really exciting. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just, I feel so lucky and I I feel like it's one of those cliches, but it's true. You're like, I get to be a part of something that I love so much. And it is very hard work, especially I think making it during the last season was hard because it was during COVID and, you know, it's just, you're armored up and it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's just a lot of work. So then you get to go and celebrate it for one night and then get back. We're still, we're shooting currently. So then it's like back to work. Um, but it's great. (laughs) So the show debuted back in 2018. It's still going strong. Uh, Lots of critical acclaim, especially for the writers. Uh, How did it, all happen and before actually you tell us about that for those people watching what is succession about it's um it's a it's a story about uh, a media mogul and his family and so in certain ways it's a very small family drama but it's also about a family of billionaires and so in certain ways they're very much like siblings they're all seeking their father's love but they're also in control of the way just the world, you know, sees power, they're in control of the news, like their network is not unlike Fox, or um, just certain other like really important networks and and newspapers and businesses. So it's, um, it's kind of showing a look of this terrifyingly insular world. And we use we draw from a lot of real world examples, we have a number of consultants, the way they control political power. But it's also kind of a strange show. It's a hybrid. It's very written. It has kind of a heightened language that we play with. And it also, it's a comedy, a drama, and it's also a satire. A number of the writers are, are British uh, satire writers. Some of the team worked on Veep before and um, uh, a lot of other shows that I feel like in certain ways you don't always get satire um, always. And so it's really fun to look at just a show with a really strong point of view that's still characterful and I think emotional still. And so this is your first streaming TV job, is that true? It's my, um, I've done things since because I've been a part of Succession now for five years, but it was my, uh, I've done film before, but it was my first uh, television job and I got really, really lucky to be part of a, a wonderful show. And how did it happen? Yeah, I 
I had been trying kind of abstractly to break into TV for a long time. I was, I'm a playwright in New York and theater has my heart. I, um, I just, I just did a show at Hawaii Shakespeare Festival. I was in Hawaii a couple of weeks ago for that. And I'll do theater, you know, different places, but, um, I would just be flying home to Hawaii or I did a play at East West Players. And whenever I did a play, I would, um, stop over in LA for a week or two, do the general meeting, the water bottle circuit, and just talk to people and try to convince them to give me a job in TV. Um, and it, you know, sometimes it takes a while to convince people. I feel like whenever I give advice to friends, it's like it, it can take a really long time before you can convince people to give you a chance. And then things can move a lot more quickly. It's strange the way it can kind of stop and start. And so, you know, I got somebody to give me a chance and uh christine kim who's works at hbo as a producer she's also from hawaii um also korean and we just really hit it off she liked my writing and she kind of just had me in mind to be on a show um and she wasn't working on succession but she passed me on to some other producers and it was just one of those like jump through a hoop jump through another hoop okay wait you got through this level and then talk to the showrunner who was jesse and then really in just a number of weeks i had moved to england i was mid-semester teaching writing and i had to just like say goodbye to my students with a lot of guilt and then suddenly i had i had changed course in a, a really dramatic way and it was it was so fast yeah, well, it sounds like it's a lot of hustling that that got you there and, and having to prove that your work is quality work, right? And then having people trust you and bring you in. And it, and it seems like now you are part of that that family there for succession. Uh, how did this all begin? I mean, uh, I know that you grew up in Aiea, you went to Punahou. Uh, did you discover your passion for screenwriting during those years? I think I always loved writing and storytelling. My father, Joseph, is a is a poet and a writer, but I was also kind of that shy kid, but I'm part of this big, you know, like local family. And so there was just a lot of people talking all the time. And I just would sort of listen. And I think there was a part of me that loved to be in the room full of talking people, um, but just kind of observing. Um, and so that's sort of where I started. I, I took a class at Honolulu Theater for Youth that was taught by Dan Kellen. There was a program called Theater Fest and you write a play and they take you really seriously. And so, and then they could potentially produce it. So I wrote a play and I love the study of people. I love dialogue. And so everything kind of clicked where I, I always liked writing, but I love playwriting. And so I submitted that play to NYU Tisch and so right after high school I went to New York and that's I'm back and forth a lot like I mean Hawaii is still very much my home but uh, I started to started to live in in New York after that and and come back sometimes I made made a film in Hawaii um, that went to HIF that was amazing with Ian Cusick and we shot it on you know all over Kailua and so it's always very important to me to try to find ways to keep doing meaningful work in Hawaii and keep telling Hawaii stories but I'll kind of bop around to different things it's it's that's the fun thing about I guess being a freelancer is you get to do a little bit of a bunch of different kinds of projects now I know that um you know you can't talk about what you're working on right now for the show of course and uh but you know we're curious if you could share with us I mean looking at past episodes was is there one that you were you played a big role in maybe or that maybe you came up with the concept that you could talk about um 
Well, sure. I mean, we, we're part of the writer's room and, and the episodes are all built really collaboratively, but there's a part where we're, I don't know if you've seen 30 Rock, but everyone's sitting around the table and talking and then eating lunch, like, like lunch is a big part of it. But um, yeah, there was, there's a part where the writers get their own episodes. And so then you, or, or maybe sometimes a joint one. And so then it's, it's more yours and you go and write it off yourself and then you produce that. So I feel like all the episodes that uh, have have my name to it are the ones that I'm that are the most mine even though I'm across other other stories other characters I've gotten to create some characters or be a part of creating characters and that's been uh, really fun so for succession for episode 106 it's a board meeting and it's really minute by minute in certain ways and it feels to me like a play um, and I love food and the uh, the the set designer kind of got, or the prop designer got mad at me. And he's like, why are there so many food scenes? And I was like, ah, oh, I just, cause I love food. And so like all the characters, it's through the night and everybody has food and it's a way to show their character. So that has the ortolan where they put a napkin over their head and they eat the little birds. But there's just a lot of um, food scenes in that episode. And um, we wrote it where uh, a tunnel of the highway, Kendall loses reception. So this man uh, is trying to make it to an important meeting and he has to, he's trying to get there, his helicopter won't work and he's in a big rush. And so we needed to get a, a, a New York City tunnel right before the holidays and HBO had to reserve it. And so we're trying to find a tunnel and then HBO so was like, well, you know, um, can you do a bridge? And I was like, well, you know, a bridge means that he could have cell reception. So it's not as dramatic as a tunnel. And I was just thinking like, I've never written for TV before. This thing is like, you know, I don't even think I want to know how much it costs to make it like millions of dollars. And who am I saying that like a, a New York City bridge is not good enough. We have to reserve a tunnel, <laughs> you know, but they finally got a tunnel. And um, I took a screenshot of the uh, the street traffic because it was just red on one way because they had fully stopped the traffic for the shoot. And it was just you know, so surreal. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, that's amazing. All the thought that goes into it and, and working with all the people on the set and, and being able to be flexible with the script. That's super awesome. And it sounds like such an exciting job. Do you have any words of advice for aspiring screenwriters or students who are trying to learn it? Um, what's the best way to break through? I know that you kind of gave us a little bit earlier saying that, you know, you have to work hard to develop those contacts and, and not give up up but any advice yeah I mean I think at the time uh, you know like, like being from Hawaii and there's this feeling uh, at least for me where I felt like well I don't know anybody I don't have any connections I I, I felt very deferential and very scared and I, I think it's a couple of things I mean I don't think there's any one particular way I think if anyone tells you there's a formula like you must do this or that I think it's most important to build up your craft I think if you're if you get the connection if you slip somebody the screenplay or whatever that is and you're not strong enough it's like it won't go anywhere like you could have the opportunity but you need to build up your craft and your writing and your storytelling so I think that's the most important and then don't get distracted by the biz or obsessed with getting an agent I think the writing at least for me I'm you know I'm a writer I'm like the writing is the hardest and most important part and then I think it's also try to do things yourself like self self produce films like uh, Heal Labs is an amazing program. There's a lot of great kind of starter programs where you can meet collaborators and figure out 
how to wear a lot of hats, like how to write, how to produce. Maybe you, you're also a director. And so it's that building up your network and your connections locally with friends and then seeing who your mentors are. Um, and also just finding the mentors who are willing to kind of send the elevator back down and reach out to you and find those people. So it's kind of two-pronged. I mean, if if you're not able to really write, and it is something that develops over time, then, you know, when you get that chance, you might not be ready for it. And then it's just being patient, I guess. I mean, it, yeah, it can be a very, it's a very long road. Like whenever I tell people sometimes how many years it took of, um, of, of struggling and trying to figure out and waiting tables, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard being a writer. I know a lot of people want to do it, so it can be discouraging, but, um, you know, it, it can be, I don't know, for me, like a sudden surreal, um, moment in terms of the journey um definitely last night so would you say I mean you were a waitress before you became us oh yeah no like like for 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 years I mean for years and years um just just figuring out how to sustain yourself how to keep going how to keep writing how to keep making work you know you can't um you need to figure out what you need to persevere in in what you love otherwise you'll burn out you know and if you think oh I'm gonna just I don't know, like rack up my credit card bills while I'm writing a screenplay and not do anything else. It's like, that's not, that worked for, I feel like Quentin Tarantino did that where he just went to Amsterdam and wrote Pulp Fiction. You know, you hear these stories, but in general, it's not sustainable where it's like, if it doesn't, if you don't make it in one year or two or three, you know what I mean? It's like, um, it can take time um, and that's okay. You know? yeah. So what's your goal, Susan? Um, what's your goal beyond succession? Oh, I mean, my goal is always the same, which is just to really try to tell, like to be a storyteller, to try to tell uh, stories that are really meaningful and emotional to me, uh, telling stories in Hawaii, female driven stories, uh, stories with diversity as much as possible. I'm moving towards trying to, you know, be a showrunner myself or develop things and and try to lead as much as I can. But I still love being in in really smart rooms. And I think it's just that thing of like, I just wanna be um, making art as much as possible with people who I love and admire and and feel challenged by. And I feel really, I know it sounds so like corny, but it's really true. I feel very, very lucky to be around such incredible people. And it's it's been, it's been really just very exciting. Yeah, and, maybe uh, we'll yeah. see a scene uh, in Hawaii for the next Succession episode. <laughs> keep talking about it. I'm like, rich people go to Hawaii all the time. Like, can we just shoot there? But no, but we we did we would did see the White Lotus people yesterday. And it was like everyone was teasing, like, you guys had a great pandemic. You just got to shoot at Maui, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Wow, congrats to them as well. Congratulations, Susan. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Best of luck to you, and we'll be watching. Season four is next, is that right? That's right, coming up. Yeah. Okay. Any uh any hints? I I'm not supposed to talk about it, but uh, you know, I think if you watch the show, there's certain things you could probably imagine are, are being led to. So yeah, it'll come out, it'll come out next year. All right. Thank you so much, Susan. Best of luck to you. Thanks so much for talking with us. Have Thank a great evening. Aloha. And we're joined now by Barbara Santon, the proud mom of Susan. Safe to assume you are proud, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very. This is very exciting for us because a win for a member of the family is a win for the family. 
we we are very close family. How hard did Susan have to work to finally break through and and achieve this success? Well, she's always worked hard. And so it's just when the the hard work happens to meet the opportunity. So it's just been another step of let me reach for this. So so I would say all the way along, you know, whether it was her first play being produced or getting a fellowship or working in the theater or trying for any project, that whatever is in front of you is a challenge and you work hard at it. And so this is pretty much the way it is. You work hard. You just work hard if you want to succeed. But as a mom, when did you start to notice that glimmer of passion, her tr- discovering her true passion when she was growing up? Well, I sh- probably should have paid more attention when she was little. She used to make these popsicle sticks with figures and then she'd have a little play and she her brother would sell us our own cans of so- soda from the refrigerator and we'd sit down on the floor and watch her little plays. And she was about, I don't know, five or six years old. And then um, she started looking at certain things. So right around elementary school, she happened to read something on Shakespeare on fourth grade. And she said, oh, he has just a wonderful way of writing. I'm going to read his plays. And I thought that was unusual. And um, sometimes what well, she was a pretty good girl, but if I reprimanded her sometimes for something, she'd say, wait, stop. And then she'd pick up a pad and a pencil and she'd say, okay, say it again. That was really good phrasing. And I just, you know, that would just kill the mood. So I just say, well, just don't do it again. And so um, as she got older and we looked at, you know, what you do to when school is out, we signed her up for HTY, Honolulu Theater for Youth. And it was probably the best thing we ever did because she loved it. She loved writing stories, but now to tell her stories in dialogue through a play was very exciting to her. And she just bit the bug and she just started writing. And so I think she wrote her first play when she was about 13 or 14. Wow. And I I read somewhere too that she took a a leadership role at Honolulu Theater for Youth, right? Like she was an assistant. I don't know. Well, you know, in the theater world, um, whenever there's a need, whoever's around just fills it. So it didn't matter what it was. it, It would not surprise me if they said, okay, we need someone to do this. And she would just jump in and she'd learn it. But that is the nature of theater. And so she, she just loved um, the idea of telling stories and it, especially local stories and doing it through dialogue. And so she just thought it was the most wonderful thing to do. So uh, I guess growing up, it wasn't a surprise really when she went to college and she said, I, want, I would like to go into the dramatic arts and be a writer. Because all along, we could see 
how passionate she was about theater, about plays, about books, about writing. Yeah, and, and I think it's kind of neat that even though she's come this far, she continues to stay in touch with her roots here in Hawaii. And, and yes, she's, you know, she really believes that there's so much to learn from Hawaii and the local voice. She said, oh, when you hear people talk about their experience, it's magical. She said, the stories need to get out there. So she, she works on local productions and local plays every year. And she's done that from the time she was um, a teenager. But she gets very excited about diversity, the diverse stories that people tell. And she likes to have people say it in an authentic voice. So she's, um, um, this is a real treat for her when she's working in Hawaii. She always finds a reason to work in Hawaii every year. She writes a play every year. She works on something every year. And so this year she wrote, uh, she had both houses, both your houses as part of the Shakespeare Festival about the back, the backdrop of uh, Romeo and Juliet. And that was fun for her. So but, she's a writer for Succession. Do you and your husband watch Succession? <laughs> we do. Uh, we had to put in cable to watch it, but we watch it. <laughs> and what do you think? And, well, I, I told her, I said, that's a whole new world. How did you learn about how business is done or high level? And she said, a lot of writing is about research. So she does a tremendous amount of research on how about corporate business. And she even interviewed and has resources, some billionaires. And so when she was writing something that says, well, they go into this, this person ran into by cashmere sweater. She says, the, the person who's in that, at that level in the, will say, oh no, this is where we buy cashmere. You know, so she, she's a person of details. She's a very good researcher and she likes to tell the story in dialogue. So uh, succession was very exciting for her because she was working in London part of the time. But she's, she, but HBO is not the only place she works. So, um, but HBO was just a giant door opening. Mm -hmm. So, so where else does she work? Um, she has, um, she has had projects with Disney and Pixar and I think Amazon and I don't know, it's a lot, a lot of um, production companies and New York theater. She's been, you know, she, she's had great opportunities. And so she, so wherever it is, she gets to do what she loves. She just, she's living the dream. And she is one of how many children in the family? Two. Yes. I remember I told you about her brother the, got to be up there with her. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, he's her plus one in these types of things, and he's fun, and he's, uh, he has a lot of skills himself, and he's just, uh, he's the proudest brother ever, totally supportive of her, so I'm glad he got to go as her plus one, because he was very good about taking pictures and FaceTiming and, you know, sharing things so we could live the whole experience vicariously. Well, Barbara, as you know, a lot of parents out there uh, only want the best for their child and they only dream of uh, their child finding success and happiness. Do you have any advice for parents who might be watching or listening on um, you know, how to achieve that? I really have no advice because parents love their children. And I know so many parents and how hard they work to make their kids' dreams possible. So you don't have to win an Emmy. You can win other things. But parents want their children to be happy, to be successful. And so I think if they try their best, they'll get there. And the one thing I will tell you that if you have a writer in the family, be careful what you say when they're little, because it may end up in a play. And it has happened to us several times. Oh, no. so, so, you know, be I hope careful. That was good. Be careful because she may not be picking up the pencil and paper, but she's still um, taking mental notes of what you said. And in every play of hers, it's sort of a, not a standing joke, but it's sort of like a habit now or custom she will have some detail that involves the family. And as soon as I hear it, then I breathe a sigh of relief. I say, okay, that's the one in this play or production. <laughs> then I know that's it. I can check it off. But everything she writes, there is something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, the family will know it. And it's like an inside joke. Wow. So be you, careful. Be yeah. careful. <laughs> Whatever would you say if you have a writer in the family? Oh, wow. I'm sure you've piqued a lot of people's interest now. They're going to have to listen closely. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not saying what it is, but I tell you, <laughs> you know, it. Uh, parents have enormous influence over their kids. Mm -hmm. And um, the, they're so impressionable. And so while well, a, a child's dream becomes the parent's, Sometimes the parents' dreams become the child's too. There's a nice merging of it. And um, it makes for very exciting, satisfying times because every parent just wants their child to reach or pursue their dreams. Oh, well, thank you so much, Barbara, for sharing with us. We're so happy for Susan, so happy for you and your family. And we can't wait to see what else she does next, because I know that she's going to go far. Yes, she has some things in the works, but um, I'm not the one to tell you about them. Well, you'll hear so about excited. them later. We're so excited. Yes. Congratulations to you and congratulations to Susan on her success. Thanks so much for speaking with us. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for um, all the good wishes and the interest. 
Enjoy People have been retirement. so generous with her. <laughs> Enjoy your retirement as well. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. Bye, Barbara. Aloha. Aloha. Yes, we're gonna break them down.